Today's guest is Rebecca Trent, who runs the Creek in the Cave Comedy Club here in Austin, Texas. She's been running it for 15 years, but it was in New York until uh, COVID <laughs> ruined New York and made Austin the best city for comedy in the world. Um, I love Rebecca. I'm just so glad that she came down here. It's one of the things that has made my life uh, better than it ever would have been. You know, it's one thing to have Rogan and the others moving to Austin, but if we didn't have the Creek in the Cave, it just would not be the same. It's the Creek in the Cave really is the to just home for Austin comedy, and Rebecca is, is the mom of Austin comedy, and she's so supportive and she has a great sense of humor. She's, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't care for bullshit from anybody. So, um, you know, she's not too sensitive, but she's not, but she does care when things are fucked. Um, and she has a lot of needles that she has to thread. And I think she just does such a good job of it. Things you should know about Rebecca. Not only has she been running the Creek in the Cave for 15 years, she was a stage director of Colin Quinn's Unconstitutional show, which if you haven't seen that, you really should. She's also the co-creator of What's Your Fucking Deal with Big J. Overson. She's also the EP of the New York Talent Show, the longest running off-Broadway variety show that runs every Tuesday at the Slippery Room. And of course, the co-founder of Skankfest, one of the best comedy festivals in the world. And if you want tickets for that, they will start to be available before Christmas. So you do have to get on that because I think people are pretty eager to snatch those tickets up. Also, the come to the Creek and Cave any day of the week. We are open. Seven, we I don't know. I'm, you know, I work here. <laughs> We're at the Creek and Cave right now. In the studio uh and there are shows every night here it's always a good time if you ever don't know where to go for comedy in austin just come to green cave something awesome will be happening okay enjoy this is the politically non-binary podcast and i'm your host ariel isaac norman every week i have on a comedian or some other concerned citizen to confess a controversial opinion or two enjoy have you ever pole danced no you never well have I you wrestled once you lou wrestled yeah. Um, but you never even just any of the times that you've had a pull right there, you never kind of like, was never, there was never a time when no one was watching and you were like, mm. I don't have the upper body strength to get on the pole, I don't think. But like, I yeah, definitely like just when we dropping were, down when we were like moving it around and stuff at Skankfest this year, I definitely like swung around on it. Okay. Like, my feet didn't leave the floor. I wasn't doing anything impressive. Is what I'm well, saying. I'm not saying impressive. I mean, I'm just like, there's something about like a pole where, especially if I've had a drink or two, like, I do want to, like, you know... Are you one of those people that jumps on the mechanical bull if you've had a drink or two? (laughs) So not, no mechanical bull riding, but you'll, but you'll hit the pole. I'm not saying I wouldn't mechanical bull ride. It's just, it doesn't have the same... There's something about... Like, I love dancing. And when I'm dancing alone, like, if no one's watching, I'm doing all kinds of crazy moves. Some of them way more feminine than you would imagine. And so, like, I, I do like the pole. Like, I so like, there's something about it that it's like attractive to you. Have you yeah. ever secretly wanted to be a stripper? No. Well, no. I guess I've never really thought about being a stripper. I've th- thought about doing drag. You know, um, either either gender, but um, but like it terrifies me more than anything. And my when I was like 13, I think I remember my dad was talking about strippers just because I had seen some billboard or something and we were uh-huh. talking about it at home and my dad I guess I said something like are you ever worried that you know that I would be a stripper and my dad was like oh I'm not worried you don't have the body for it keep your daughter's off the poles <laughs> put that in there but I don't really <laughs> especially back then I, I definitely didn't but uh, that's my slightly autistic father's way of when I was little, um, my parents got into a little bit of trouble. They got like called into the office because we were supposed to draw what we wanted to be when we grew up. Mm-hmm. And I drew this big titty like uh, madam mm-hmm. because I used to watch spaghetti westerns with my dad, oh, and the yeah. cool chicks on the spaghetti westerns were all the chicks that like ran the whole, ran the yeah, house with, the, with yeah. the big boobs and the corsets, the corset, and yeah. they would like run around. They would all be good with gunplay and like yeah. you know what I mean. Like so you had a like, gun and you I was, had yeah, and there was a, I was holding a gun and I had a drink <laughs> in one hand and like <laughs> so they got called in and they were like, "What are you teaching your daughter?" 
And it was just like, well, you know, and it made sense once I once I explained it, but they had to have me come and explain to them why. Yeah, I drew that picture, and it was uh, pretty embarrassing. Yeah. So I've I've always been pretty pro sex worker. I think even as a young young lass. Yeah. Well, when was the lube wrestling? Uh, lube wrestling was at the Creek in New York. We uh, ID Lube was the company that sponsored it. We did four or five, four or five of them. Yeah, it was like competition tournament. Style, uh, kind of. We had one girl uh, lube wrestled for a job. Like we oh. had we had a girl <laughs> drop out and. I was, and I interviewed her and, uh, I was like, Hey, if you want to, if you want the job, you can have it, but, she, but you can, you can have the job if you lube wrestle. And she was like, for real? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you can probably have the job anyway, but like, <laughs> we do need somebody. So if you want to do it, her yeah. name was Megan, I think. And, uh, she was, uh, she was dope. It was, uh, two girls against one and I was the one. Yeah. So I was like the big villain. Yeah. And those two girls took me down like immediately like lubricant is very slippery it's hard to yeah 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 i i guess I, i've never actually lube wrestled but candace medina and i on our backyard slut show um we filled out like a kiddie pool full of like slime or whatever like i don't know she had like two different like goop things that she was putting in there <laughs> so, so i don't know some kind of concoction it was gross. We went first. We goop wrestled. Yeah. Like, what is that? Does it come from a goat? I'm not no, comfortable. And when it was green and slimy and sparkly, and I, I think the idea is it was like during the summer it was hot. We put a bunch of ice in it and everything. Uh-huh. I think the idea was that it was like if people wanted to, you know, get in there, or I guess because we always play these weird games uh-huh. that we have the audience members compete in. But, like, we do volunteers, and, like, normally it's pretty easy to get volunteers for our crazy games, but, like, with this one, like, nobody else wanted to get in, oh, so, so then funny. Candace and I had to just wrestle each other. But it wound up being really fun, and I won easily. But. That's funny. Yeah. We had a, um, speaking of kitty pools, we did a show called Nearly Naked Lady Hour mm-hmm. um, in New York uh, for years. It was hosted by this guy named Pat Dixon. And uh, we had this amazing woman named Vicky that was... Uh, uh, Juilliard trained dancer and her audition for us was she came in and did a reverse striptease okay. so she came out naked and then by the end of the dance she had her clothes on and yeah. it was like sensuous and beautiful and amazing so we would do these like different weird things in the beginning of the show like like at house open like mm-hmm. at doors and for one of them she was sitting in a kiddie pool shaving her pussy uh-huh. while people were coming in and seating sitting down and stuff yeah. <laughs> and then we paid a, a, another lady comic volunteer because he, he was like I'll pay somebody ten dollars to drink this and uh Amber Nelson like drank her the, drank the pussy water like the oh. water from it so like there's, oh, but not there's the- probably a little bit of pube in there but like not a tremendous amount like it was shaved but she didn't have like a full soap? bush it wasn't like there was, it was like her pubes was long was there soap in the water? Yeah, probably. Well, or I don't know what she like. It probably tastes good. On that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was more about the ten dollars than it was about the uh, yeah, the soap, the, 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 the dining water. experience, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> well, I was like, I saw a video of um, there's this woman I follow on Instagram who's who has holds the record for the most anyone's ever squirt. Um, I forget her name. I'm so oh, sorry. Wow. And um, so. But, like, I followed her. I think a friend of mine, like, we somehow realized that she knew of that person, too, because she had actually been at the show where she broke the world record for squirting. And then she showed me this video. Was it a volume or a distance? Volume. Okay. Yeah. And she, which, like, I have come to be, now I am sure that squirting is real. I have I, I now, and I have dated a squirter, and it, it definitely does not smell like pee. Um, I became a squirter, like, this year. Yeah. I wonder if we all could. Last year. I think we all can. Oh, last year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work in trying. <laughs> Shut up, Justin. <laughs> so so but she this woman is like hovering over this like big bin to catch it. Uh-huh. And just like I guess I'm just furiously just, fingering just, herself, just, just like yeah. it didn't even look like she was I mean maybe Enjoying she must it. have, but she's it looked like, more like fingering her like rubbing her clit than but she must have been fucking her. I don't know how unless she just is crazy also easily squirts just from clit well, stuff. I don't know. Sometimes it's that it's that sponge wall in the front. Yeah. So it's like you hook that she and just you, barely and you, yeah, then it just looks like, like that. that, like as hard as you can. So I guess uh, yeah, I guess she was it because and I don't she was just well hydrated. I'm not sure where all that water comes from anyway, but 
Um, it was, I mean, at least a gallon. I don't know what a gallon, two gallons, whatever. You just see it pouring out That's of her. Insane. And then how many mattresses do you go through a year? Right. That's insane. Yeah. Like, there's no way that's sanitary. Like, what do you, like, it's like, crazy. I wouldn't sleep over at her house. Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, something she knows how to manipulate. Like I said, like, she's just, like, super well she, hydrated. She knows how to just, like, shoot out, like, a little bit. Yeah, I and don't then know. she kind of close it down. Yeah, again, like, yeah, know. squirting's hot. I, like, I don't feel like I have that kind of control. No, I, I and I love, you know, when, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, my girlfriend's coming because she's squirting. Like, it's great, but, um, but, like, that much is a lot. But so then they they asked if anybody wanted to drink <laughs> I guess then you're a world record for how much squirting someone's ever drunk I don't know if they put that on the books or not so, I hope so for the sake of this woman so she didn't get paid anything and this woman a woman even volunteers just and it. just chugs it that's chugs it. it she drank the whole thing in front of everybody chug chug oh chug. my god that's fucking disgusting I know I'm squirting positive but I am not <laughs> drinking <laughs> gallons I'm, I'm not gonna positive. drink gallons of any cum any anything fluid I'm not drinking gallons of a body exactly. out of none so uh, SDR show hosted by Ralph Sutton mm-hmm. um, Big J Okerson's on they, 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 it's their show Big mm-hmm. J Okerson Ralph Sutton they had a squirter on and they gave them, they had to answer a question. If they got the question wrong, they had to pick from like one of three cups. One of them had squirt in it. One of them had vinegar. And one of them had something else, right? <laughs> and both of those guys got the squirt on the first question that they failed. Like they both picked the squirt, the yeah. squirt cup. And to this day, and this happened probably like, it was this year. It happened probably like six months ago or something. Mm-hmm. But if I bring that up to Jay, he gets a little pale and yeah, it has like a little bit of like a twitch in his I face. I couldn't watch the video. It's so gross. I watched him do it and it was making me gag just watching yeah. it on, on the on the video. I, I watched so videos like that, bad. like this. Like I'm like, I can't. It may as well be the two rolls, one cup thing or whatever. You know, I just don't. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you get through like a nanosecond of that and turn it off immediately. Well, right? I knew like, what I it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, we were friends. Yeah. By then we were hip to what was about to happen. So I already only watched. I, my favorite part of that was watching the Kermit the, the Frog reaction video yeah. to two girls, one cup. That was my favorite. I don't know if I saw that one or not. I mean, I definitely saw, spent way more time watching reaction videos. Yeah, for sure. Else. I don't think anybody was really digging the actual video. Video. Did any of the did either of those girls ever come forward and say that they were that it was them? Uh, yeah, I can't remember because I looked it up not long ago because it turned out my girlfriend didn't know about two girls one cup or she'd heard of it but she thought it was two girls sharing one diva cup. Um, so it was a making, but which but so I th- there's a whole thing I think it was because it, it was like we were trying to figure out whether it was real poop or not and I think that like it there was some controversy over whether it was but I'm pretty sure it, it was real poop after all. I don't know. I, I was always curious, like if yeah. those girls ever got interviewed or if anyone ever tracked them down. Like, like that's yeah. a good where they know. Yeah, it is a good where they know. But I think there is. Like, yeah, look it up afterwards because I I feel like there actually is is information on them. You think that they would have just been the ones to volunteer to do the human centipede movie or something? You know, like, just use <laughs> right. the same couple like, of shits for these yeah. horrible projects. These fecal freaks are just <laughs> like there's the only two in the planet. It's like I always wonder about that too. Like, what do the the people, the women who are in the human centipede or the man too? Do they have, they go to the grocery store and get recognized or you know? <laughs> well, their faces are mostly buried, so I That's don't think true. that they necessarily do get seen right, in the, the one in the front. Maybe gets recognized the most. Yeah, I've seen in the beginning for a while, but yeah, I've blocked out. That's a pretty rough that one. Movie that that was saw. a tough one to get through, honestly. Yeah, I didn't I get through at all. I don't know that I did either. Yeah, I just I don't I don't believe I did. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Just, well, at some point, it's just for the sake of like you're you're literally grossing me out, right? Like, like I'm I'm interested in the cultural literacy of being aware of what the movie is. But, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep up with what these retards are talking about well, on this page because the South Park episode, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Just not exactly. enjoy the South Park episode. I need to know what Matt Parker and Trey Stone meant. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I think you. I got it back. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your, Rebecca, what's your controversial opinion? Uh, I mean, I, I don't feel like I have a one, just one. What's today's main, well, we can get to the second one. I, I don't know. I, I don't, honestly, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about, but I, told her we could. I think I that, I mean, I told her you know, her. my mom was a, a 
she was a special ed teacher and I never stopped using the word retard. Mm -hmm. So I think that was like sort of the thing that like, I definitely have like drawn a line in the sand. Yeah. The hell I'm going to so die on. Say retard. Sort of like, does kidding. your mom say retard? No, she does not. <laughs> did she ever? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Sit down, you little retard. No, she yeah. never did that in class or anything. Not in class, but like when she got home, that's <laughs> like fucking retard. No, um, she did once uh, when... My brother was 10. Uh, she once called my brother a dildo. Yeah. And my brother did not know what that was. And he came and asked me. And I could not stop laughing. And I could not tell him. Uh, no. I was like, you got to go ask your mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I can't Call tell you. Her. I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you, you want to go with that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So you never... Did you ever give the, the word a pause? No, I don't think I did. When would, you, when would you say the collective uh, culture kind of decided, all right, we're not going to do retard? Like 94, 95? Yeah. Was there anything that precipitated that specifically? I honestly don't remember that there was anything. I don't, I, I, there must have been something that pushed it off. Maybe it was, um, what was that show, Corky? Was the guy? Was that the guy with the Down syndrome? The guy with Down syndrome that was on that show with that cute little brunette girl. Oh goodness, I can't remember the name of the show. I Life goes on. Life maybe? goes on. I think that's the right one. I think it might have been. Life I never goes saw on. it, but I saw like it was precious. About it. it was absolutely. It was. It was a really precious show. It was really good. Well, and that actor it was striking the documentary I saw because I could see that he was he was like really well developed for someone with Down syndrome. Of all the people I never. He didn't have was. a severe case of it. Correct? It was like yeah okay yeah. so I thought maybe that was just because I wasn't I see and until the the Victoria's Secret model. Um, with the Down syndrome, who also doesn't seem that retarded. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Giroud. So it's like a 10% retard level. No, I always you know. thought it was a binary thing. You either have the extra chromosome or you don't. Well, you, now you do, but people have more or less like, severe cases of it, just like psoriasis or the flu. Okay. Or well, see, I don't know if it was something where it was depends on how you were raised... You know, you just raised to be extra retarded. Well, I thought maybe because I mean, so I, already that's true for all of us, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely all in case how made, depending on how you're using the word, right? But but that's the thing is because we do use that word in in different ways. And, but I thought maybe because the guy from Life Goes On, you know, was in movies and like a lot was expected of him, and he was hanging out with all these people. I thought maybe that was just really good for his development. And I was like, oh look, we should. But all Exposed them to Hollywood and that's yeah. how you that <laughs> cure Down syndrome. Well, I, there was a woman. There was a, Their tongues get slimmer if they go to Hollywood. <laughs> well, there was a woman in my uh, church, like where I grew up, that had Down syndrome, and she was just really like coddled and spoiled, and like she's just completely helpless, and she was so obnoxious. What she was just like, she. Um, you know, expected everyone to do anything for her. her. Her parents were so just like, and she was one of like 13 kids or something. Wow. And she just, um, just kind of ran the, because her father became the stake president is what you call it. So he's in charge of like kind of an area of a bunch of different churches. Uh, um, and so she was just kind of famous. Everybody knew her and she would just, she would just, if you, anything didn't, she would throw a huge fit. If anything even kind of didn't go her way, like, cause one year at, at girls camp, we had this, thing in Mormon, like, where the girls will all go for, like, a week to a camp, um, like, all the girls in the state, and so we always have a secret sister who, like, every day you're supposed to do some kind of, like, gift for them that you sneak oh, into no. their thing, and one, you had to get the retard. I got her one year, uh. and so it was fine until one day, like, my year, because she's, like, a few years older, right, so my year was our hike day, every day, like, it's one year's hike day. And so they started our hike really early in the morning and then we all got lost, which like always happens. Uh, I think this was my first year in camp too. So it was like 11. And, and so I get back, we get back late. And so then my plan was just like, I was going to go, cause you can get to them at any point. So I was going to go sneak it in whenever I, you know, got settled in and found a good opportunity. But like people found me to let me know. She was like crying and hysterical. She because, a tantrum. Yeah. Throwing a tantrum because on day four, she doesn't know where her her secret gift is and everything. And I'm just like, she's great. So then that same day, um, at the nighttime, like sermony kind of thing, you know, we're all singing songs and people are doing stuff. She's assigned to give a talk about whatever she wants, you know, open an assignment for her. And so what she chose was to discuss this revelation that um one of the prophets had once made in the mormon church 
where <laughs> this prophet had said that like just like it so like if a, if a child dies before they're eight years old they automatically go to the, to the good heaven the yeah. celestial kingdom in mormon world um and because they're innocent and so in that same way anyone with mental disabilities also gets to go to the good heaven and no matter what and so this bitch was just out there gloating <laughs> to all the rest Basically, of us. Basically, I could be a serial killer and yes. I had to go to good heaven. In the rest of us, I, I had developed OCD. I'm sitting there worried about my eternal, you know, everything. There's an order of these heavens in your brain. There's all the stuff you got to do and get right. And some of it's mysterious. And this bitch is just out there like, I'm going to the good heaven. Man, so I get to be a cunt. Right, exactly. So That's amazing. I'm just like, all right. She's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so... She cracked the code. I love it. That's great. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it is a spectrum, but just like everything, like you could be, not have Down syndrome and still be wildly more or less intelligent than anyone. So why shouldn't people with Down syndrome also be on a spectrum of kind of intelligence and and withitness? Exactly. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I think, so from my understanding of the history of the word, and I think maybe what changed in the 90s is, like, retarded used to be the official, like, correct term for people with Down syndrome. It was a diagnosis. It was a diagnosis. Yeah, for sure. And it was just it literally meant, you know, behind, slowed, Differently retarded. Yeah. Different, just but, you know, but you're slowed. slowed. It literally means slow. Literally slow. And... And that's before that, like at one point, moron had been the official diagnosis, imbecile had been the diagnosis, but all those words become then, um, you know, villainized. Well, but they become used as, as you know, ways to make fun of people, pejoratives. Yeah. And so once, once the word moron becomes something that you're calling your friend when he's being an idiot, then you get to the point where you're going, oh, that's not, now it's mean, you're calling them morons. And so then we change the word imbecile, then we change the word retard. And then... Well, did you did you notice that there was this whole fucking kerfuffle over the word spaz? Mm. No. This was a new one for me. It happened maybe like a year or two ago. But people <laughs> who suffer from cerebral palsy took exception oh. to that word. Because the, the because the spastic or the yeah. spaz is a derogatory term for somebody who has cerebral palsy. Never in a million I've years have I ever pictured someone with cerebral palsy when I've used the word spaz. I've yeah. for sure used it. It yeah. feels very 80s to me, like, right. using that word. It's kind of an outdated term. Yeah. But, like, somebody used it, like, like somebody like Lizzo or, like, Nicki Minaj or somebody used it in a post. Yeah. And folks went, like, in on them. Like, it was bananas, and they were just, like... Folks were spazzing out. They were really spazzing out about it, and it was hilarious. And that was, like, the obvious Twitter joke that was floating around. But, like, (laughs) yes, that's absolutely what happened. They totally spazzed out. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, it's kind of like getting upset with someone, you know, even 10 years ago, if they said that someone gypped them or whatever. Like, people didn't know that had anything to do with gypsies. I think people still use that term. A lot of people do. You know, people also still listen to Michael Jackson's music. Like, I don't know where people are drawing lines so arbitrarily around all this. But that's the point, is that it's arbitrary. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like... It's, it's okay until you know one or whatever. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how it works, to be honest with you, but it does feel very arbitrary. Right. And it seems like people are, this is going to be very controversial, but it feels like people are going out of their way to be offended by things these yeah. days. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, I feel There's sick. a lot of outcry going on. Yeah, it's hard to know which lot. ones to listen to at this point. It really is. Um, and then some of them are probably just Russian people who are trying to sow discord in our yeah, country. Exactly. You don't even know. The spaz people could have all been fake. It could have been. They're all bots. They're, it's Everybody's a bot now. Yeah, I don't just, know. you know, like they said, the like ninety percent of those Christian meme Facebook pages were all Russians, you know, sewing Discord. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, that's so lame. So yeah, so like, who knows? This bad thing could have been. Great. But it's kind of brilliant at the same it's time. Kind of, I don't know. It started in the UK. Does that make it sound uh, more, yeah, more legit? Happened, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, and crazy. They definitely came to the word crazy. I remember, like, it was uh, it was literally in an email to a friend of mine who worked at Planned Parenthood at the time. Like, they would get morning emails, like, "Here's the canceled word of the day." Basically. Not that every day they went, but it was like literally, and they were like, it's, you know, it diminishes people who actually have mental disorder. And I'm like, the thing about the words crazy and retard beyond the euphemism treadmill that we're discussed, like it's always going to change. And, you know, if we, if we keep going on, you know, differently abled, like we just, you just call your friend being differently abled now. Yeah, exactly. It just all becomes the pejorative. It doesn't matter. 
I think at the end of the day, this sort of word policing bullshit is getting so out of control. It's something that as a basic tenant, it's not something that we agree with or believe in. Right. Right. It's one of the fat, like, like fucking honestly, like take the guns, leave my words alone. Right. Really like honestly. Yeah. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, like that sort of censorship and trying to say like what can and can't be said into a microphone. That's fucking retarded. Yeah, it's, it is. And it's, you know, I, I do see people's point that, like, it can be obnoxious when, you know, you see comics up on stage sometimes be, now just being like, man, that retard's a faggot. What if, you know what I mean? And just constant. And it's yeah. like over and over. Saying it for the sake of saying it it's is lame. also retarded. It's lame. So, like, I really think that, like, at the end of the day, does it need to be funny? Yes. That's yeah. the business we're in, right? Do, you know, and I, I have this, I have this personal rule that I will not use a word if I have a friend who has had that word yelled at them while they're being hit. Right. So if you're being beaten by someone and that's like a slur right. they're using, I was like, then I'm not going to use that. Right. But retard does not feel like a slur to me. No one uses As it for that's people with Down syndrome. It, ever. No, you ever. use it for your friend who's being a retard. Exactly. Yeah. That's a hundred percent facts. Yeah. And I just don't. And so I feel like, I, I feel, so I feel like there's just sort of like, there's a, there's a line that I draw for certain words or certain words that I personally don't use. Yeah. Um, it's really just two of them. Yeah. And then I feel like the rest of it should be fair game. And I also yeah. like if other people choose to use those words while they're talking into a microphone. Yeah. I feel like that is a permissible. And right. then I feel like, you know, when you get off stage and you're not talking into a microphone and you yell something across a patio, probably the hate speech is going to get you kicked out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, everything depends on context. But so I do wish people would, you know, use words sparingly um, and, yeah, be funny. And, you know, I remember having this guy open for me at, at a comedy club and not having any idea that he was just going to say retard every fourth word as if it would be shocking and funny to people and whatever. So <laughs> that is bizarre. So dumb. And it was a little too early too. It's like a couple of years ago. I'm like now retard's fully back, you know, like in terms of the comedy world. Um but not full you know, not for the blue blue people, but like you know, it feels like, like it's it feels like it yeah. Um but this guy was it was a little too early and not the right context. And it's just like you, you don't want to use it too much. It ruins it. It's not as funny if we, if you use it too much. And also you don't want, you don't want the, everybody at work to be using it around the water cooler too much. You know, like you got to be real careful if you're not on stage, like, because you're going to get the comics in trouble. If you hear us say it and it's getting a laugh and then you go to work and you start peppering it in and you're not funny and no, and you're making people uncomfortable. Like yeah, that's why it's going it to permeate. Yeah. yeah. So like if people need to be careful in their little jobs and their Thanksgiving dinners to not ruin it for the comics. Um, no, you know, I think my, my, my hypothesis, but also my observation of, of the return of the word retard in the comedy world is that it happened during 2020 because, you know, by May of 2020 here in Texas, like we were back to doing comedy shows in some contexts, like, um, you know, whether it was some outdoor shows, usually outside of Austin, or even some indoor shows outside of Austin. And, um, you know, what those of us who were doing comedy at those times, because a lot of people had, you know, no one was advertising these things online. Right. It was right. like yeah. very, um, yeah. And so, and you know, it's like, we knew that the, the people who were coming to these things would be a certain type of way. And it was fun because I was just always telling them like, like, I don't care. I'm on stage. If you guys die, like <laughs> just yeah. a bunch of old, you just stay six feet away from me. Just and a bunch I'm of old Trump people yeah. want to come out and risk your lives. Like, I don't give a just shit. Start you know, hopping loogies on each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I mean, all in good fun. And I was happy to do the, the comedy and support yeah. the small businesses who want to do it. But those of us who were doing comedy at the time, you know, kind of looked around and we were like, well, you know, who's not here right now. Anybody who would mind that we say the word retard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those folks became, followed the rules. We could have brought home. back the N word, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we kept it a retard. So um, yeah, but I mean, it really was kind of the, that moment I saw that change because, you know, then by the time. Um, of things opening back up here, you know, Creek moving here and opening up and us having skank fest. And I was like, 
Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, definitely it's Gang Fest, um, you know, 2021, definitely happening. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it really was like, because before the pandemic, you know, I used to do this joke, I mean, I've put it in my special now, but, you know, about compromising with the world about like, how like, you know, I think the, the compromise with the pronouns is we respect everybody's pronouns, but then we get the word retard back. You know, I think that's totally fair. I and really and really I, I've been telling that joke for years. I'm like, that's kind of what happened. I feel like that's bit, kind yeah. of the deal that the culture has made. It's like, all right, we'll call you, you know, they, we'll try to do some she's and they's and he's whatever. I'm not Z and C. No one's doing that shit. But we're <laughs> also, if you, you we want to compel that speech, then we're getting some of our words back. I mean, I think it's nice. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know what summit hearing that happened yeah. at, but I'm glad that the handshake occurred. I think, it's just, I, yeah. I think that's a good and fair thing. Right. And people seem to be complaining a lot less. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I think we're getting it somewhere. It was a good solution. Yeah, exactly. Like spaz, though. Exactly. exactly. No, you can't even imagine. You use spaz. That's like, I just, like, that's not even, like, a, what, what did that happen maybe once in the 50s? And, yeah, and because of the way that things have, you know, drift with the, with words like retard and whatever, like, it's, uh, and gypped, like, it, it has become the thing where it's like, you don't associate, we don't really associate you know, no one even knew. Most people in America had no idea, like, the word gypped had anything to do to gypsies or even that, like, gypsies were bad. It's such thing. an old connotation. Yeah, that nobody in really America, remembers we, the root words or I where think, it came from. Yeah, we mostly that. had positive associations about gypsies. Like, I didn't know until someone told me that the word gypped was about gypsies and there's a whole, um, you know, negative thing and they're all thieves and whatever pickpockets yeah. pickpocket kind of stuff i always just kind of thought of them as like fun traveling around people it was only when someone pointed that out to me that then i learned oh okay people are racist against these romanians but i'm like yeah it's it's like old european racism that we don't remember anymore yeah, basically it's not even our things like, like why, why does everybody think polish people are stupid like no right. one knows where that came well, from like anymore no one knows those are just old dumb jokes yeah so like it's almost kind of like like making a big stink about the word retard it, and it is inherently is connecting that word to people with Down syndrome or other. You're making it. You're making it. You're that. stigmatizing. Right. We yeah. actually. It's just become something. Because it's to, really inclusive if you think about right. it. Right. And that's the inclusive part. I think is the biggest thing. Like just like with the word crazy, which you know it's absolutely uh, crazy or insane or whatever to you know cancel that word. Like we're all crazy, especially in America where For sure everybody has a mental disorders. So yeah, absolutely. This is the most you know mentally ill country ever and so like it's like i say it's like in america like have we not proven this is a country of crazy retards yeah i think we a hundred percent have proven that yeah absolutely. Right. we're all retarded and we win ways. the darwin award every year right and, yeah. we, and even around the whole it's world usually florida but still right but we're all like every human is retarded in some ways you know we're all we're all behind in some areas you know some people are emotionally retarded some people are socially retarded some people are physically retarded some people are intellectually retarded and I mean, there's all different kinds of categories for, sure. for all Absolutely. of those and so like it is like a recognition we're all kind of retards we're all kind of crazy that's better than than there really was a time you know in the past and not that long ago with the case of Down syndrome and, and, and developmental disorders like that, where you really, people were really cruel to each other. Like it was a, totally accepted to make fun of people sure. with those things in, in those kind of cruel, you know, like high school boy ways that now we have evolved to where people are like, oh, that's gross. Like right. no, and then no one thinks that's cool anymore. <laughs> and so, but now that we're there, it's like, all right. When we shouldn't have been allowed to use the word was when they were using it the most. Right. Come on. Right. It should be fine now. Come it's on. It's fine now. We don't mean it like that no more. I know exactly. We don't mean it like that no more. Just don't overuse it. Yeah. But don't be a one-trick pony about it don't either. Yeah, exactly. for sure. That's obnoxious. Right. For sure. All right. I feel like we covered it. So there you go. That's, that's how I feel. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel about the... Um, the mascots, like for like when they switch the Redskins over to like, what is it? The Washington DC football team, I think is what their official name I mean, is now. My biggest complaint about all of these things is just come up with a better name. I don't really care what you call. Like I remember when Houston was going to finally have a football team and uh-huh. we, our voting choices were all bad, but Texans was the dumbest of them. And we just went, and with, Texans. went with it. Like, there was like, I remember Tennessee university of Tennessee. They had this big contest over like, who, like what are they going to name? Yeah. And I, I campaigned so hard for it to be called the Tennessee Rednecks. I thought that would yeah, be fun. so fucking fun. Yeah. And they ended up calling it the Tennessee Volunteers, I think. And I was yeah. like, what does that even mean? Like, do you guys, like, do you volunteer service a lot? Or, like, what? Right. I mean, they're 
but they're they're college ball, so no, technically, no. I guess they don't guess get they compensated. Are so technically. <laughs> I suppose. Maybe they're just paying, you know. I think the laws are slowly changing on that, though. I feel like basketball is sort of paving the way on it, but I think that they're changing, like, the way, like, you can, as a student, get endorsement get deals endorsement and stuff like that now. Not, so it's, like, yeah. it's, a, it's getting better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I leave it up to, you know, American natives to decide whether it's really important to them that we not, if it really does feel... That's how I feel about it. I think it's watching, like, middle-aged white women crying, like, visibly weeping over the use of the term redskins, and it's like... Tears, white- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. But, I mean, it's like, it's infuriating, because yeah. it's like, who are you... Wait, stop speaking for other people, you pompous jackass. Let's let yeah. the folks that are... If it affects them, let's let's have the conversation and let's be fair about it. Well, and I but, just feel like the thing with we're just so strange about like how we discuss ethnicity and racialized characteristics um, when it comes to the color of our skin. Like it's so strange because again, there has been a history of like really being shitty about color, obviously. Sure, but like now I would say it's a present. Yeah, still, situation as well for sure. But I think like most enlightened people are are at a place where like we we agree that the color of your skin does not matter. That we all like doesn't every, make you better. Or doesn't worse make you better or worse as a person. I I am sad that there are still people who don't think that. But I think you know like the consensus is that skin color does not matter, and that right. like, no skin colors are better than any others. Um, and so it is kind of strange, like with, like, like for instance, yeah, with Asian people being called yellow, like, you know, I talked to my girlfriend about this, like they call each other yellow, like they think of themselves as yellow. There is a yellowness to their skin that is different than non-Asian, East Asian people. Sure. And so like, it's, you know, obviously if you're using it in a pejorative way, that sucks. Wait, there's also just kind of like a, all right, like, it's so just, it's okay that it's some people, observation. we're going to call some people white and some people black, but yellow and red are totally, yeah, white, yellow, white, brown, and black are cool, but yellow and red are somehow really bad. Yeah, that's very odd to me. I don't really understand. Apparently there used to be uh, some kind of, you know, ethnicity where their skin was kind of had a blue tone. We wiped them all out, but, yeah, and by we, I mean, you know, humans, I'm not sure who, but, um. And so, like, it sounds like that would be really pretty. Yeah, I'm really sorry nice. That yeah, me too. I mean, you know, they're like avatarish. Kind of. I mean, I think it's kind of the way, kind of the way you know, Asian people can be yellow. Like, there's kind of a blue hue, and you can even see really like sometimes really dark black people will have some blue hue. But I think this was like a white, a lighter colored people that also had a blue hue, and you know, that's really cool. And so it's like, yeah, this. I think we we gotta just kind of come to an idea of how we're going to discuss these things because it's so arbitrary and how people are capitalizing black and what i'm like and sometimes why but sometimes not and sometimes I, like I, the whole thing doesn't make sense and you know i really do think we should move away from calling european heritage people white because of the archetypal issue with that where white really does mean like good and clean and pure and healthy and all these things like just on a union levels caucasian no, because I think really with Caucasian, it's kind of like, what is that? The Caucasus Mountains? And, and right. didn't that have something to do with phrenology at one well, point? I think and it also technically includes all like Pakistani and Indian people. Or, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I I just think... <clears throat> I so what do, you, what do you call yourself then? What are you? Wheat. 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 Yeah. Wheat. Yeah. Oh. I would say that. I mean, I'll say like Anglo sometimes. Yeah, or, or European heritage, I'll say sometimes. But... Um, but I think wheat is the best one because is that a real thing that people are calling themselves? I'm I I started that. that. I see. Yeah, because for me, it's more reflective <laughs> of the color that we actually are. Our kind of range of color is more wheat, um, which is fun because it kind of annoys those gluten-free bridges that you know. We all, it's, kind of, it's kind of a fun thing there too. I can't because I can't. I don't identify as wheat. I can't. It makes me feel bloated just thinking about it. So, so that's fun. And it's just more accurate. Like, people are not really white. Um, that's kind yeah. of, you know, unless they're, like, gingers or all white. People aren't really, I mean, people aren't really black right, but either. They, that's it's the thing. It's like, if they want to call themselves, right? if they, people want to call themselves black, because black archetypally can mean, like, bad, dark, evil, but also can mean, like, you know, really cool stuff. And, like, so black is a mixed bag archetypally. 
But white really is pure as a driven snow, kind of like, you know, white blood cells are the healthy ones. They're not actually white. We just call them that because they're healthy. Like we have this whole thing archetypally about white. And so I think it is really fucked up to have there's white people and then there's the people of color. Like the whole point is that we're all brown. We're all brown we're all together. Shades of brown. All shades of brown. Yeah. Some with a little red, some with a little yellow. Unfortunately, no more blue. Some darker, some lighter. But we're all little brown monkeys. That's what we are. Right. And so, like, calling some people white versus the color wheel creates a separation. Creates a separation. That's like perpetuating that. That's, that's a colonizer idea. You know, talk about okay. colonializing our language. Like, so we need to stop. And so, but, you know, when I have said that, there have been people who have criticized me and said, okay, you're just trying to get out of being white now that being white is, you know, the bad thing. And I'm like, well, no, because you can still discuss weak privilege. You know, you can still discuss that as, you know, the weak people. And so point to them and go, oh, this is it, whatever. But you know what's not catchy? Weak supremacy. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll never get through because of the gluten kids. You're absolutely right. This is brilliant. Thank you. So, I mean, that's my little thing about that. But it is, it's like, you know, if we're going to call each other color, like, it's okay. We just can't, you know, like, I think we should, we can go red, we can go yellow, we can go black, brown, whatever. Just the white thing is, has a, you know, is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if we just do that, if we take the, the weak people off of our weird white horse, then I think, okay, at this point, we're just, it's just colors. Why is brown okay and red's not okay? I mean, it, it it has not really ever made sense to me, but it's also never really made sense to me. The sort of like, like, you're right. We aren't white. We're pink. You're we're green. Pink. I remember there was this poem that I grew up with, and I don't remember who wrote it, and that makes me such a jackass, but because she's an, a brilliant poet. Um, but it's like, it's like when you're sick, you're green. When you're cold, you're blue. When you're hot, you're red. When you're this, you're that. When you're this, you're that. And you call us colored people. Mm-hmm. And that always kind of like yeah. struck me as like that's such an obvious thing. Like right. we like literally get there's all kinds of different colors. And there's colors. No, there's no consistency in what we look like. Right. It changes from Lusting. season. It changes from feeling. It changes from everything. Right. Yeah. Our tanning is exactly. darker. Our like blushing is like, darker. So we're not really white. We're more versed. Yeah. Like we're honestly, versed. exactly. We're the people of color. We're rainbow. Right, <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna get so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I bet it is. You know, it, it is kind of ridiculous. And I like pink quartz too, right? I mean, I think pink, that's a cute one. It, it's kind of, you know, a mixed bag in terms of meanings and stuff. And it's kind of a little embarrassing. I think a little emasculating, which is great. Pink is emasculating. It also means like blushing and yeah, flirty. Exactly. And like, We're pink. You know. Yeah, let's rebrand. That's what I'm saying. We've got to rebrand. Yeah. This white thing was gross. It was a way to justify it's slavery. It's white clean anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget it. It doesn't go with anything. It doesn't go. Well, white could be really nice. I think it's with everything, actually. Yeah. I love white. <laughs> white is just on everyone. But, uh, but yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta rebrand. Um, we are also people of color. And again, it doesn't like, not to be a jerk. It's just like, that's, we're, we're trying to say it's we're not, colors. we're not special. We're not special. That's the idea. So <laughs> we don't have our special little platform. Right. I'm sorry that our ancestors believe that shit. I mean, literally they invented the concept of whiteness because they needed a justification for slavery. Now that they had started converting the black people to the Africans to Christianity before it was, they were heathens. And so it was okay to use heathens as slaves. But once then, you know, these Christians are always just probably, Proselytizing, and we're like, hey, we gotta convert. You know, and they're like, oh man, you're gonna convert them? Okay, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, but then how come? But then how are we gonna justify slavery if they're Christians? Oh, because they're not white. You know, like yeah. that's where that comes from. So it's like, guys, let's. I can't. I can't. Like, it's crazy that people who do want to decolonize things, who like want to change the way. I'm like. You have to, you want, they want to change language and everything. It's like, this is the language to change, but they are so addicted to calling people, you know, big, bad, cis, straight, white men, whatever, right. that they refuse. They it's like, it they're go. the ones who won't let it go. And like, they're perpetuating it. They're perpetuating it. So it's like, okay, let's, I mean, not that there aren't. So people. you're right. They are the problem. They are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you've been saying all along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we solved retard and racial politics. Do you, that was pretty good. Yeah. Do you, that was pretty good. Do you want to do one more of your other topics? Um, dicks before 
Uh, sex? Oh, uh, you know, it was. I just. I had. A, I had. A, I called Colton earlier, and I was asking him what he thought we should talk about, and he was like, "Well, you know, I was really surprised to find out how pro gray sweatpants season you are, mm-hmm. and I am a big arbitrator for it because I think that, like, as women, like, sure, you can't tell how tight our pussy is or how deep our pussy is or whatever." I but can. you can you can tell our tits. You, know, you can. Yeah. Is that what you just said? <laughs> you just walk up to a girl and go, "You're about five and a half inches." Yeah. And just walk yeah. away. <laughs> That's amazing. Just look at her hands. You know. <laughs> That's great. God wouldn't make you not be able to reach it, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but like, I I feel like I feel like guys can kind of get away with hiding what they have or don't have like you know what I mean in a way that girls don't have the luxury of doing yeah and I really feel like guys should be required every year to put on a pair of gray sweatpants for like at least a month out of the year just so that like you know yeah no false advertising I want to be clear things got really juicy from here if you want to watch it go to politicallynb.substack.com you know it's so funny because I I think Steph Tola had like a crowd work bit about someone's nibbles being hard and something mm-hmm. like I and I'm sure comics like say stuff don't realize like a lot of people like don't realize that some women's nipples are always hard sure and and I think it's particularly like more Asian than um you know like Anglo people and European people whatever um often have like just always hard nipples so so like it's just one of those things too like I've heard a woman talk on stage about how Dude, why are you doing this to, the, to my clit? No one comes that way. And I'm like, oh, a lot of people come that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think people just over-universalize their own experience and don't realize oh, how diverse things are. Especially, like, if you're a woman who's straight, like, probably don't weigh in about what all pussies are like. Just because you have one pussy. Right. <laughs> Doesn't mean you know what all pussies are like. I'm so tired about yours. So tired of people speaking for other people in general. I'm so tired of like nobody does this or that. Like I'm always told that like by some like every time I say anything you know about gender or anything, nobody's ever told lesbians that they're transphobic if they have a genital preference. Like yes, they have. They have just as you haven't. Just as you haven't seen that doesn't mean nobody has. Like Google it for a second. Speaking in generalities usually leads to stupidity. Right. I'm just like don't say nobody has done this it's kind of like nobody has said that they support Hamas yes they have just because your anti-Zionist thing is more nuanced than that doesn't mean that nobody has said have you had anybody come on and talk about Armenia and Turk and Turkey uh no there is uh they just got peace right before October 7th it's I I, it's bananas what's happened and how little has been talked about yeah it really it is absolutely insane. Like, it got, like it like it never got into the news like right. I literally was having like my Armenian friends were calling me and going like do you know what fucking is going on and here's my friends you know like first hand accounting and like that kind of stuff and like uh, James Domian called me and was like I need you to get some Armenian stickers and start putting them up around the place and like talking about it because there's a pretty good Armenian population here in Austin oh really yeah, we had a we had a little bit of like a mini summit um, last South by Southwest. We had a group of business owners from Armenia come in, um, and some of them were like local to Austin, and some of them were actually from Armenia. They were kind of what what did happen? What got decided? All I know is that supposedly there's some sort of a peace accord, and that they're that they're uh, they're not going to continue fighting for now. Yeah, but I don't understand. Uh, exactly what happened like you would need somebody who's way more educated on that than me talking about it all I do I just listen to BBC so like that's all that's all the information I have yeah I heard one podcast about it but it was more about the history of it and then I kind of like walked away going like wait maybe I just never finished that episode of that podcast and like wait well they never finished fight truly I don't think that they're really done fighting right I I think that I I think it's a very I think it's very tentative and I I also think that there's such an incredible amount of destruction that's already taken place, like in Azerbaijan in particular, that yeah. there's like, there's no coming back from it. Well, it's, it's very it's, similar it's, um, to the Israeli-Palestinian kind it's of a, it's, cycle. It's, a, it's attempted genocide. It's it's the decimation of an entire people. And that's, that's right. what they're trying to do in, right. in, in that conflict. And you've got, you know, the Christian Armenians surrounded by a bunch of Muslim countries, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you've got in the uh, yeah, well, I don't know if we have time to get into discussing Islam's, um, you know. Yeah, it's rough. It's it, it's rough to solve that to one. I'm glad we still we went with retard first for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
And, you know, we might need to be able to call, you know, depending on where you're at in the uh, Israeli-Palestinian thing, maybe you want to be able to call one side of them retards. Oh, my and that's God. Important. I mean, I think both sides at this <laughs> point. Well, Either I think it's the leadership. What I it's, see is that the leadership of all of these, because they want to remain in power. And so it's the same thing with even our country. Like, people aren't getting things done. They want the money. And so they want to stay in power no matter what. And so Hamas doesn't want peace. They don't want things to be going well. I mean, they, then they wouldn't get the money from Iran anyway, because Iran certainly doesn't want peace. And they wouldn't be able to get all the, you know, to take all the money that's supposed to be going to their people, like if they were peace. So like, and Netanyahu doesn't want peace. He'd go to prison apparently, because if they were peace, then like everyone would kick him out. Like, so we're kind of fucked. I mean, I was thinking about that on the way over here, actually. Of like, I wonder if there's a way that we could set up governments so that and we really protect, we like keep them from actually being able to take bribes and presents and whatever. If we could, if we could keep them from like being able to like make a bunch of money through power and through influence peddling when they're in power. And then we, what we do is like after they serve for four years or whatever, we get to vote on how much money to give them or not. Like depending on how good of a job you actually do, now we vote and say. See, you're one of the people that I know that should just have their own islands because. All of these ideas are brilliant and good, and they could possibly work, but only to a finite number of right. in your population. Right. Like once you get to the kind of crazy dumb numbers that we're at, there's right. no you can't. Yeah. There's too many retards in the group. Right. Right. I mean, and it's really true. Like They'll if just you like, like you know, for them to have money. Yeah. There. Well, that and then and and there's no way to get ri- to really get rid of corruption unless right. you have really small numbers and you can be. Right like a real enforcer on that you know what i mean if you if you can help me get an island i would love to i think well is jeffrey's for sale maybe you could buy that (laughs) That one we'll sage it call it the island of tears (laughs) we'll sage it it'll be fine i love that i think it's perfect (laughs) as anyone has claimed that that the whole coven's gonna come over and we're gonna get (laughs) fixed we'll pour period blood all around (laughs) just a bunch of women emptying (laughs) demon cups and dancing naked in the moonlight that's gotta be the solution it'll work All right. Well, I think we solved enough of the world's problems for the day. All right. Thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to um, to promote or recommend to people? Um, please go online and scream to the FDA that you want Neuron to be available for people suffering from ALS. N-U-R-O-W-N. Is that the Neuralink thing? Yeah. Yeah, but aren't they going to use that to do mind control eventually? I don't really care. My friends are dying from from a disease that they could be able to like walk out of their wheelchair and the fact that the FDA is holding it up for people that are terminally ill is absolutely insane. Okay. You should have a right as a dying person, as a terminally ill person to have whatever care is available. You should have access to any yeah. care possible for you to save your own life. You should have the choice. You should be allowed to make the choice. Right. But eventually we're just going to be a whole Terminator situation. We're going to have to... I mean, maybe, but that's going to fucking happen anyway. Yeah, you're right. Like AI has already happened. You can't, yeah. just, you can't right. put that horse back in the barn. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So at this point, make nice with the robots and let the, let the dying people have their drugs. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for my God.